Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download today at audiblepodcast.com slash PMMPC. There are thousands of titles to choose from, including titles you know you should probably read, like Hooked, How to Build Habit-Forming Products, or The Lean Product Playbook, and Positioning, The Battle for Your Mind. So start the year off right and get a free audiobook on me. Welcome, everybody, to, I guess, the annual edition of the Product Management Meets Pop Culture Podcast. That seems to be the rate at which we're doing this. Anyway, I'm glad you're here today because we have a very special guest, Jeremy Horn. Jeremy is an award-winning product management veteran with two decades of experience leading and managing product teams. He's founded several startups and has also created the largest product management meetup in the world. So take a listen I think you're really going to enjoy this one. Hey, Jeremy, thanks for taking the time to talk with me today. Glad to be here. Let's kick things off learning a little bit more about you. How did you first enter product management? What did you find appealing about it? <laughs> um, so I, I'd say I'd never, I, I don't think I would say there's ever one thing that attracted me to product. I never planned to be in product management. I, let, me, let me say it that way plan was uh, to become an astrophysicist for a long time. I, I started programming when I was five years old. My dad used to take me to the boys club um, and he was teaching a programming class uh, and I got to watch everyone. Everyone was doing learning logo. And if you don't know what logo is, there's this little triangle, you called it a turtle and you made it make shapes on the screen. Um, and so I used to be brought to the boys club five years old and I started writing code back then. And, uh, over the years, I did a lot of programming, and by the time I got to high school, I thought there was nothing left to program. I was looking for something harder, and I kind of I started thinking about uh, uh, physics and astrophysics. Like, hey, why not answer the answer the the, pro, the the questions of the universe? And then, but also while I'm doing this, I'm also in high school was when I started uh, winning art competitions like charcoal, oil painting, like all this kind of stuff. And so I kind of was on this path. I go, when I go to college, I go to Carnegie Mellon. I figured uh, computer science would be my fallback career, and I would do, try to do physics. Um, turns out I went my fallback route. I liked computer science a lot better. Um, but the way I ended up kind of going into this was um, I'm, going, I'm staying there my first summer at, over at, at the university. And, I'm go, and uh, as, I'm, as I'm there at the university that first summer, um, I go for a web development job. Lo and behold, uh, I end up talking nothing about web development. By the way, for those of you who don't know, back in the 90s when you did web development, it was just, you know, just to make some money. You didn't, it wasn't real programming, as you would think of it. Back then, I, you did C and you did C++. And so I went for this web development job, and we ended up talking about Schrodinger's cat the entire time. Thing I know is I'm, ru- I'm running a new uh, AI project, neural network, where it was doing uh, OCR on Korean characters and Japanese characters and, Ch- and Chinese characters, and I was asked to fix the projects. So that's kind of what got me in that direction. The next thing I know is I'm running a visual imaging lab, and it really kind of just snowballed from there, where I was designing products and I was doing product management and. By the time I'm getting ready to graduate, it's the late 90s, so it was the obligatory start your own company. I started my first company. It was a network security company in AI. From that very first company on to the present, I've been a product person. Next job, it was a, basically I was VP of new products at another company after, after my first company. 
Um, and I even, by the way, just for people for the record, even when I was VP of new products, I didn't realize it was called product management at the time. I don't know if people really referred to it very much by, by that. I knew program managers over at Microsoft. Um, and basically, I've been doing product management ever since. And it was, for me, I was in, I, as a little kid, I used to have these books of inventions. And I always liked being at the nexus of creativity, design, technology, and computer science. And it just, uh, it fit me really well, and it fit my mind really well. That's a very cool journey. I, I don't think I've ever talked with somebody who wanted to be an astrophysicist as a kid and then grew up to be a product person. Uh, before you made the jump, did you ever figure out, was the cat in the box alive or was it dead? <laughs> uh, he was both. <laughs> <laughs> and now these days you're a startup CEO. Can you tell us what that journey has been like and what you learned as a product manager that's really helped you in this new role? Sure. Um, so this is my third startup. This is the uh, third one I've been involved with the founding of. I've worked in startups almost my entire career, except for a brief little foray about five, six years over at Viacom. But we don't need to talk about that. Um, and <laughs> the less the better. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so now I'm doing my startup again. Now, I've worked in every kind of industry in every field from gaming to advertising to network security and everything in between. And about 10, almost 10 years ago, a little bit, around nine about right now, um, I started a meetup around product management and, and doing all these other, other types of activities, the product, the product group, the product mentor program, best product person. So I, I really was very passionate about product management and helping out a lot of people. And it just turned out that after I left Viacom, I knew that I really wanted to see if I could bring my hobby, which was product management, uh, into my day job, which uh, would be uh, helping product manager, see if I could create a day job around helping product managers be better product managers and, and do their thing. I, I did a I did a first stab at it right after coming out of Viacom. Dealt ton of customer development and completely invalidated my first idea. Basically, everyone had the problem I wanted to solve, and no one would ever look for the solution that I was trying to create. So I very quick I, I then uh, joined another startup, did some work there, and I just luckily kind of had this epiphany. All these right things kind of came together uh, from the feedback that I was getting to other kind of challenges that I was seeing and experiencing. That where I realized what the what to really try. And that's when I started uh, testing out uh, what Tafifi uh, became. And, that's, and as I started doing customer development and testing it out, I realized I finally struck on a sweet spot. Uh, so Tafifi is the living roadmap, and it's a strategic product management system that brings your roadmap to life using AI and automation to manage your process and workflows. And at the end of the day, that just helps you build and deliver uh, your best product ideas. Tafifi came about from talking to everyone and everyone, I was, I was talking to every, all these, all these pro kind of product people, uh, small companies, large companies, startups, digital, physical companies, everyone, no matter what their problem was, where my boss doesn't like me to the developers won't do what I'm asking to sales is, has, is selling things we don't create every almost, almost universally, everyone kept describing uh, what they wanted as a roadmap which had eluded me for a while. I didn't understand why that was. And that's when I realized the problem that I can help solve is not just the roadmap and having a real-time, always up-to-date roadmap, but also to help you solve all the problems around it, from managing it to uh, basically better improving that communication with the stakeholders to just making it so that, just like in every other industry, you have, uh, you have GitHub for developers, 
you have Envision for, for designers and UX people, um, but there's not really great tools, in my opinion, that really help a product manager. And by, and by help a product manager, what I mean is get the heck out of the way. Let me kind of prioritize what I need to do. Let me com- better, uh, help me communicate out what's going on or what changes are happening or what I learned quickly and easily and simply. And let me just actually solve problems. So many product managers I talk to, uh, they talk about when they're solving their problems or, or they talk about they spend all day in meetings and they talk to people and then they go home around nine o'clock and they start doing as, the, as a lot more product managers will say, the real product management, thinking about the problems or, or, or studying the data or trying, trying to testing out solutions or designing experiments. That happens after nine o'clock or on weekends. And so my hope is through Tafifi, it'll help product managers achieve kind of that flow state during the day, during their work hours. So hopefully they're in less meetings where they can better prioritize, better communicate, and really leveraging a lot of AI to help help communicate that out. As you learn something, how to, how to uh, estimates for when projects will be completed uh, change, uh, how to... How to uh, how do you how, how do you uh, leveraging AI to also optimize a lot of the messaging? It's it's one thing to send out updates, which you know that's always helpful when software can help you be- better communicate what's going on or what changed or why something changed. But also leveraging AI to make sure people are consuming that. Uh, so a lot of work going into uh, uh, not just the messaging, but making sure that the messaging is being effective for your different stakeholders and different users and consumers of your product. I'm familiar with Prodplan and Aha. The AI angle with Tafifi does sound really unique. And both of those, I, there's, I, I, aha, there's certain aspects that I like. Prodpad, I, I love uh, what Prodpad has been doing for a very long time, um, especially how they present their roadmaps, kind of the now, next, later. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's definitely something that I think, uh, in general, lots of product people should be adopting. But uh, when I look at I, I, I found Prodpad to be a little too opinionated, aha, to be a little bit too bifurcating of the teams and really at the core for Tafisi, it's really about collaboration, get bringing everyone together. So I really want to encourage product people and engineers to communicate better and more and in real time and not ha- and kind of find ways to eliminate a lot of that lag in communicating and iterating and just explaining why and what we're, what's going on. Um, so that, that, that's kind of some of the, found, those are some of the just foundational elements of what Tafisi is. Bringing the focus back to you, Reflecting back on your career so far, what would you say you're most proud of accomplishing? I think I say my my greatest the thing I'm most proud of accomplishing is all these the product management programs that that I've put together from the product group to the product mentorship. The product group we have it here in New York City and London, always looking to expand it to more cities. But in New York, I think we've got around seventeen thousand members. Over in London, it's six or seven thousand. We started the, I started the product group back in October of 2009 in a really, really crummy Chinese restaurant. I mean, this was the kind of restaurant where it maybe you even got, maybe you got Chinese food when you ordered, or who knows what it was going to be, or your soup, you got chicken. And so, but at the end of the day, it was, uh, the whole idea was to have a roundtable discussion about the issues of the day, about problems that products were we're facing to really learn from really just different perspectives in the industry. Um, and, and at this, at the same time, like to just, just, uh, help, you know, and then also to kind of dig into products and, you know, identify how, how products could be, ha- could be solved differently or help other product people try new things with their products. And, you know, we struck on that formula 
back in, like I said, the first, the first meetup was in October. The group was founded in August of that year and uh, basically been doing it every, every month, uh, ever, ever since first Thursday of the month. And it's just, it's, it just worked out great. I'd say the things that I've, some of the things I've been most successful with, I th- say in very classical product, product management sense, are the things I thought the least about. Things that I kind of just gave it a try to see, to see what would happen when I, the product, the product group came out of a, I, this was when Twitter was uh, an effective communication tool. I used to, <laughs> I was tweeting on Twitter, talking about some customers I was helping out, doing product management consulting at the time. Someone else reached out to me. I ended up talking with them. Um, next thing we know, we, I said, we, we basically said, let's meet up over coffee. We met up. We were going to meet for like half an hour. We talked for three hours. And then by the end of that, that meeting, basically I said, wouldn't it be kind of cool if we could get more people to talk about product management? And literally that very evening, I went home and went to meetup.com, threw together the product group. And basically what people see today is what I ended up doing those first like 24, 48 hours um, of uh, playing around with meetup.com. Um, and that's what the group grew into. The product mentor came out of a very similar sort of vein. Product mentors in over 20 countries around the world. We have mentors and mentees all over the place. And the product mentor, people used to ask me to mentor them after lots and lots of the meetups that I did. And at some point, it got to a point, it got to a point where it's like, oh, geez, I just don't have the time. And I, and, and then they would ask me to say, I say, they'd say, can you recommend someone else? I'd say, I don't have anyone else I can recommend. So one day I just, it kind of just hit a tipping point. So I sent that an email to my meetup members and said, hey, sign up for this, sign up to be a mentor, sign up to be a mentee. And my thing was, if by Friday I got 50 of each, then we'll create a mentorship program. And oh my gosh, uh, <laughs> the thing went global somehow. I think I know I have hundreds of mentors, hundreds of mentees kind of signing up all around the world. And that's when I realized, okay, we're going to create a mentorship program. And that's over five years ago now. I've been doing the product mentorship program for over five years. Another thing I'm very proud of is the best product person. I, I always It always irked me a little bit that all these other industries, design, program, all these other industries have awards to recognize excellence um, in their fields. So I spent a lot of time putting together uh, an award and, and search every year for the best product person. So we uh, look always look for that, that product person that really embodies and represents uh, really the kind of the, the, the cutting edge, the bleeding edge of what product management is and will be. And always try to give rec- recognize that person and get their name out there as well and share a lot of their learnings. And so, you know, those are the three things that, that basically it was, uh, had an idea, execute, basically executed like within 24 hours of the idea, and they turned out to be quite successful. Those are the things I'm most proud of. There have been other things that just so didn't work. Those things uh, have worked amazingly well, um, and those are definitely my, some of my proudest accomplishments. Cool. And now looking at the opposite end of the spectrum, are there failures, things that just didn't work out for whatever reason that, that you learned something from, something that you could share with us? Oh, absolutely. Um, the, uh, I, I, say, I, I attribute a lot of my, the success in my career um, due to, I really, I really front-loaded a lot of my mistakes. <laughs> always good if you can do that. Yeah, um, the, of course, not intentionally. So my very first startup Wow. I put, got together a, gr- a great group of people. We all actually worked on equity, which was even for the time amazing by how many people I had working on equity. But that's not the mistake. That was the successful part of it. The mistake was it was a network security company. And hey, I guess what? I have an idea about museums. And, and uh, all of a sudden, I, let's, okay, half of you work on this idea. Half of you, all of a sudden, uh, that uh, the, I, 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 there was advice I had gotten earlier, but 
uh, before I had started this, but it, I didn't fully take it to heart until I kind of got into this. I tried to do way too, not just two features in one product. I tried to do two products and then three products at the exact same time. And wow, if you, if you want to really, you want something to fail, really uh, bifurcate your attention there or trifurcate or, you know, just keep going. And so, and it was that and just a pile of other things, but I'd say my very first startup, it, I had there was a lot of things that were we, I had going for it, but at the end of the day, it just died under the the my 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 inability at the time to really just pick pick one thing and just run with it. Just uh, it's really just and that's kind of one of the core pieces of advice uh, that I give people uh, even to this day is that don't work on don't don't have two customers. Uh, you're doing a startup. Don't don't work on too many ideas. Don't work on a lot of features. Find that one feature, that one customer, make it work there. And then build on it. I also uh, turned down many fundraising offers because it was the 90s and people were getting tons of money. And I made the genius idea of saying, oh, I don't want to be greedy. I'll ask for money a little bit later. (laughs) (laughs) And when I finally came around to saying, hey, I want money, that's exactly when the market had crashed. (laughs) um, For those people who were around back then, uh, that was a fun time. Um, I, he said jokingly. Um, and so those were just the, those are just two of the the mistakes I can think of off the top of my head. There were plenty, but it was because of uh, that. And I really, every time I've made a mistake in my career, every time I failed at something, um, this one particularly, uh, uh, amazingly and catastrophically, I've always taken time to reflect on, on the failure, what I would have done differently, whether it's, you know, take a few weeks and just think about it or, you know, talk about it with a lot of people over a few months or talk to advisors and mentors to really make sure you internalize what you did wrong and how you would do it differently. And so even back then, that was kind of quarter my being. So I, I was lucky in that I internalized a lot of these mistakes and failures very early in my career. And I think that's why I've been so successful since. Now, this wouldn't be product management meets pop culture if I didn't ask you this super important question. When you look at the fictional universes around you, in books, movies, TV, music, games, whatever, is there a particular character who resonates with you and why? Uh, so I'm a big sci-fi sort of person. So I have favorite authors. I have favorite books. The When I have to think about uh, my favorite fictional character, I say it somewhat tongue-in-cheek, but uh, it's definitely in the, in the funnier category. If anyone's familiar with this book, Accelerando, you can get it. It's free. You can also just download it online, or you can buy it, on, I'm sure, in all the bookstores, too. Accelerando is a great sci-fi book. It starts kind of present time, and it goes super, super far into the future, hundreds and thousands of years. But what the coolest thing is about Accelerando is when you get all the way to the end of the book. And let me just say, if you're going to read the book, uh, spoiler alert, the uh, as you find out, you get all the way to the end of the book, and you find out the the main the main character that was in control of the whole thing that set all the the stuff into all the events into into effect the entire duration of this book. Remember, I said it takes place over thousands of years. Was a cat, and the cat then goes on to explain how they've been in control the whole time and what they've been doing. So, if I had to say my favorite character, my favorite fictional character. Um, and I'm not a I'm not an animal person, I'm not a pet person, but man, this was a good one. All right. Well, thanks, Jeremy. I'll link to the book so people can check that out. We'll also link out to, to Fifi, to your blog, Twitter, at The Product Guy, so people can connect with you. Thanks, everybody out there for listening, and we'll catch you next time on Product Management Meets Pop Culture.